on the hard court, on the football field at Camp McKinley, also at the Ohio State University, member of the Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns. Well, that's one man and one man only. That's Ray Ellis in these parts. What's up, Ray? Hey, JT. How's it going, man? Good great. to hear from you guys. Always great to hear from you, brother. How's everything out west? Well, I'm not going to complain at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the weather, you know, is not as hot as it was this summer, but it, it, it's beautiful. But um, uh, I'm still looking to come home and embrace some of that weather back home. Though. Ray, I got to talk about Buckeye football here in a second. But before I get to that, now that the Browns are four and seven, and your beloved Eagles are ten and one, are you an Eagles fan now? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm a I'm what I call a, a Brown Eagle fan, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're, they they both have been so special to my life, man. I've got to support them with my 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 probably my 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 fantasy is to one day have an opportunity to root for them both in a Super Bowl. Nice. So one's in the AFC, one's in the NFC, so makes it easy for me. <laughs> Ray Ellis is our guest right now. They've got a huge fundraiser coming up in a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about that. But, Ray, before we get into that, Buckeyes and that team up north last weekend, how do you let a defense fall apart basically in the second half? Why, if you're the defensive coordinator, do you stay in cover one instead of going cover two in the secondary? Well, you know, it. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, when we look on things. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, and sure. they just had it. They, they they had a bad game plan going into the game, and it just you know made it. You know, they got exposed, and uh, I I just really when I was watching the game, it was killing me. First of all, because mm-hmm. you know a lot of plays that were being made were passing plays, and you know me being a guy who played in the secondary at, at Ohio State, I, I felt bad for those guys. And and I felt there was a lot of mental mistakes uh-huh. that were being made. You know, you just don't run wide open in a mm-hmm. secondary unless somebody's made a mental mistake. And, and that's just the way I am about sports, period. It's like it all starts off, you you, you know, you, you, you're already got to be conditioned and trained to know, you know, what to do from as soon as the ball slapped. Right. And so – you know, your mind basically takes over and your body just follows, you know, and and it was a lot of mental laughs out there on that field that day. And uh, it's just sad to see it happen, man. But, uh, you know, our guys are much better. We didn't play our best football on that Saturday. I know mm-hmm. that, you know. And so uh, I think the guys will, you know, come back at the next opportunity to get the chance to play. Uh, they're going to be a lot better. Uh, they're going to be a lot better prepared. Uh, they'll have be much more, you know, emotionally involved. I, I thought there was a lot of lack of emotion in the sure. game, too. You know, nobody was really fired up, pumped up. You know, you'd see a lot of that. And all that carries over into production. So we'll see. You know, it's cover one basically being man-to-man coverage, cover two being a zone. They were having their way with us, and whether or not it was a lack of communication, there's definitely some discipline issues we saw on that field. You know, penalties, there are dead ball fouls. That doesn't jive with an Ohio State program, does it, Ray? No, it, it it doesn't. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You know, all that. You know, those those are those mental mistakes. Yeah. Every one of mental mistake. You know, and uh, they just got to be better, be better, yeah. and they will be better. Ray, I promise you. a lot of times we talk about in-game adjustments during your playing time. Who that you played for made the best in-game? adjustments during a game could say, okay, this team is doing this to us. Let's counter with this. Who is the best at it? 
Well, you know, I, I was I was really fortunate in the fact that at, at every level that I played with, I I could say I, I played with you know Hall of Hall of Fame coaches, yeah. you know, at every level, you know, and and so uh, it's going to be hard for me to pick out one, you know, mm. um, but all the coaches I played for, I, mean, I was you know starting at uh, at Sowers, you know, I played for Mr. Stefanchi's, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then over to Hartford, uh, you know, over there, Coach Infantides, you know, and sure. then uh, McKinley, you know, Coach Brideweezer, you mm-hmm. know, and my secondary coach, who was Coach uh, Chuck Knox's uh, brother. Sure. Was, uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, Bill was my coach. But uh, and then getting going to Cleveland and Marty Schottenheimer, you know, you know, before Cleveland, Dick Vermeil, you know, and um, so, it, you know, they were all great coaches and, you know, the adjustments that were made, they basically, the adjustments were maybe to play another defense, but, but was to get the, the players more locked in to their responsibility. And every player had to take care of his responsibility. It, it, you know, it's, it's a bunch of individuals playing as a team out on the field. And when the individual mm-hmm. doesn't do his job individually first, it makes the entire team look bad. Right. And, uh, you just you just got to be locked in mentally. I, honestly, you know that's really what it's all about being locked in mentally. You, if 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 your responsibility is to take your first step outside and you take the first step straight forward or inside, that's a mental mistake. You yeah. you made a mental mistake. You know it, it starts off like that, and uh, that that's where I, I saw a lot of mental mistakes in that game. Ray, I'm glad you mentioned Marty Schottenheimer. No longer with us, in my opinion, one of the greatest coaches, at least during our time that ever coached with the Cleveland Browns. And unfortunately, things didn't go in the right direction. But is he overlooked as one of the greatest coaches possibly in the NFL? Well, you know, um, you know, the, the NFL is all about, you know, the big game, you know, and mm-hmm. you've got you to gotta win that big game. And, and the same thing, you know, basketball is a little different, you know, because you get the best of seven, you get, you know, the best of five. Yeah. You know? It's one and done in football. And, uh, you know, when you don't get that, big one you don't accomplish winning that big one then you know sometimes you, you know you come up short you know I, I watched a lot of basketball which was my favorite sport I just wasn't good enough uh, but um, you know I, Shaquille O'Neal was always you know giving it to, to Charles Barkley because <laughs> Charles doesn't have that championship ring right you know mm-hmm. uh, he's viewed as one of the greatest players ever played a game but he's still missing that ring sure. you know and uh and that's one of those things that, uh, you know, it haunts you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but those, those great coaches are still going to be judged upon the fact is, did you win that big one? If, okay. you, if you don't have those rings, you know, mm-hmm. you're judged by other people as coming up short. Ray, that style, that in-your-face, try to get you fired up, it's kind of gone in today's game. Does it work in today's game? Well, it, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat – controlled aggression you know i was just watching the game the other night and one of the ball players in the secondary got got ejected from the game for for a hit that i i thought that's that's football man <laughs> come on really you know it really it wasn't a helmet to helmet you know perhaps maybe the, the guy was unprotected but you know you find yourself in football where you know again it's, it's just a matter of inches you know so you've got to prepare yourself to get into a position and make a play and then when you get close to the ball, particularly the secondary, it's like, okay, you make a, a decision. Do I go for the ball or do I make the tackle? And, mm. and, you know, you really, you know, I'm saying you think about it, but you don't think about it. You react. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, sometimes I watch the game and I feel sorry for the guys that play the positions that I play, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, back in the day, in fact, there used to be a special part of the uh, Monday night broadcast uh, where Tom Jackson was on there and he talked about getting jacked up. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> jacked up mm-hmm. was, you know, although the term wasn't being acknowledged, but that's what we did at the Ohio State University because of Jack Tatum, who was an alum. You know, we right. all wanted to play like Jack. We wanted to be mm-hmm. like Jack. So all we wanted to do is, if you're in that secondary, you know, you're going to hit somebody, and you're going to hit them real hard. And and in today's environment, you know, that they don't like that much. And uh, I can understand protecting the ball players too, but at the same time, you know, it's got to be controlled aggression, but you got to have some aggression in the game today. Ray Ellis was a standout, played football and basketball at Kent McKinley. He was a Buckeye. He was an Eagle. He's a Cleveland Brown. And we're happy to have him here on the program today. Going to be coming home in a couple of weeks. And it brought me to this. Before we get into the Canton outside of Canton and the humongous fundraiser that you guys are going to be doing, I started thinking about back in the day. And I'm sure, and this isn't to single out some players and forget about others, but I'm sure there's others that I'll forget. But if there's a Mount Rushmore, Kent McKinley Athletics, I look at it this way, and I want to see how you'll respond to this. You put Ray Ellis up there, Rock Hannes, Nick Weatherspoon, and Phil Hubbard. Who, in your opinion, growing up, was the best athlete you saw at McKinley? Oh, boy. Growing up, uh, Ken McKinley High School, watching those football games and, and watching people play when, when I was a, uh, you know, a grade school kid, a junior high school kid. Um, you know, they, they did have some good ones and, uh, boy, it's kind of hard to see, you know, who was the best, you know, but I, I know there were some very good ones. You know, I, I liked our quarterback growing up, uh, Jimmy Vance, when I was a kid, okay. I played quarterback as a matter of fact, at Sowers and at Hartford. And until I got to McKinley, uh, my freshman year, I played quarterback, but then I got moved, uh, to a couple of different positions, <clears throat> but, uh, I used to watch, um, you know, Jimmy played quarterback and loved the way he played quarterback. Uh, in terms of being physical, you know, there was a, a linebacker, uh, Darrell Hall, you know, was a very physical uh, linebacker. You know, uh, David Turner, uh, some of the guys that I'm working in Ken outside of Ken with, Randy Clark, mm-hmm. um, you know, Reggie Kelly, you know, they had, you know, just uh, a, a lot of very good players, yeah. you know. Um, uh, Artis Zachary, I think I remember one of our running, but running backs. Um, so it's, um, man, it's hard to say with them a little bit, just a little bit older than me. Yeah. Cause I actually got to step on the field with him as a freshman, you know, Kenny Bush was just exceptional, you know, and mm-hmm. then, uh, Charlie Weatherspoon, who was a senior and kind of a guy that I looked up to and has been a mentor of mine practically my whole life. <clears throat> Those are guys who are just, you know, a few, well, my generation, because they were in school when I was there, but they were older than me. Uh, but I got a chance to watch them. And uh, and then another quarterback that I've always admired, the way he played, uh, again, he was a senior when I was a freshman, uh, Garland Burns. Okay. Uh, but McKinley just had so many great athletes. athletes. You know? Zach, Zach Taylor was fast. You know, mm-hmm. he was one of those guys that I remember, you know, how fast he was. You know, he he also ran track. Okay. But uh, but McKinley had a number of good players. Reuben Floyd, God rest oh, his man. soul, you know, was the guy mm-hmm. who played when I played. You know, he went to Purdue. Yep. 
and, uh, you know, was just a good ball player uh, for McKinley. But there were a number of guys, not just one. You know, they uh, they excelled on the field in the classroom, you know, got a chance to go on to college and play ball. And, um, not everybody got a chance to, you right. know, play at the highest level. You know, I was blessed and fortunate. Thank God for that. But uh, those guys certainly, you know, set an example for me. And right. got me ready and prepared. And you could hoop, too. We're talking to Ray Ellis. Uh, we're going down memory lane a little bit. But, Ray, you're coming back to town here in a couple of weeks. Talk a little bit about the big fundraiser in Canton outside of Canton. Well, actually, it's uh, December 10th. And so yeah. it's not uh, a couple of weeks. We, Eight. You know, not, not this weekend, Eight but days. the following weekend. Okay. We'll be there. And, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity. We're, we're in the process now. of uh, We're still raising uh, funds, and we work with the uh, – uh, Star County, uh, Greater Star County Urban League, who uh, partners with us uh, in our fundraising efforts, and uh, gives us an opportunity to to raise money to to help those in the community who find themselves uh, in a position of you know where they need a little help during the holiday time where everybody celebrates the holiday and have a special meal, and uh, we'd like to contribute to that by providing that that, that meal, and so. Um, we're going to be having our full giveaway on December 10th, and um, really, we're going to have it at the same church we had it the last couple of years there at the corner of uh, Hartford and uh, over at Tuss um, on East Tuss. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to you know everybody who's in need to come on out and uh, and uh, come on up and say hello, and uh, we'll be sure that they leave there with a nice basket for the family. It's an outstanding event, and it's going to happen December 10th. Do we have the hours on that yet at St. Paul's Church? Yeah, we're, 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 going, to, um, we're going to get started, um, probably be handing out uh, our first basket at about um, uh, between 10.30 and 11 o'clock. Okay. Uh, be handing out our first basket. And, Ray, if people would like and to it, make it— it's going to go—I'm sorry, go ahead. JT. It's going to go until— we're done, you know, until we're right. giving away the last basket. And uh, I know we've got, uh, you know, close to a, a thousand or more we expect to give away. And he's talking like turkeys and food, the whole nine yards. Ray, if, ham, right. Yeah. Ray, if people want to make that donation online, do you know right now if there's a place where they can donate? Uh, well, we, we don't have a website to donate online. Um, but, uh, I will have some additional, some more information about that. You know, that's one of those things that we're working on, but, uh, they can certainly, uh, call it the greatest start County urban league and make a contribution. Okay. Okay. And you can also donate there. St. Paul's next set one week from Saturday, December 10th, 1030 AM St. Paul's on Tusk. Ray, who else is involved in this? We talked to, uh, Ronnie Stokes about an hour ago. Who else is part of Canton outside of Canton? Well, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, Mount Rushmore at the top of Canton's Mount Rushmore is, is great. Phil Hubbard's going to be there. Nice. Uh, Phil's going to be there. Let these Michigan guys in here. Well, <laughs> we don't have a choice. <laughs> we start talking about our, uh, the great athletes who, uh, you know, who were born and raised there in Canton, Ohio, and uh, who's always you know, giving back and always come back and support the community and, and the younger players, try to help them in any way that he could. Nobody's done a better job to be an example than, than Hub has. And uh, 
So uh, I'm glad that, that he's involved and he's going to come back and help us out. Of course, you said you had Ronnie on the phone mm-hmm. and that Ronnie Stokes is coming in and he's going to be a part. Um, of course, uh, we got other guys that are coming. Um, we're going to have Randall Clark. Uh, Randall, too, a, a great Bulldog, is going to be there. Uh, Reggie Kelly, he, too, is a great Bulldog um, on the football field and did an excellent job, and uh, he's coming in. And uh, Reggie's actually uh, coming out of uh, that state up north, too, so <laughs> you know, he lives up there, so he's coming in. And then, uh, you know, Kenny Peterson's going to come in, of course, and Kenny's got the uh, – uh, he, Kenny's got a business there out by the mall mm-hmm. by uh, Belden Village, so Kenny's going to be there to uh, to support us as well. And uh, Charlie Weatherspoon, uh, Charlie, the brother of Nick Weatherspoon, Charlie, the uh, football player, Charlie, uh, a great graduate of Yale uh, University, um, as I said, my mentor in the starting safety when I was a freshman for Cam McKinley, kind of taught me how to play safety. I never played safety wow. before. I watched, mm-hmm. watched Charlie play and learned how to play that position. You're a receiver. Yeah, I played receiver, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I did play decent. I played corner, though, okay. at, at McKinley, okay. corner and linebacker. Uh, and so uh, I watched Charlie play that safety position and, you know, and a couple other people, and then, you know, took a couple notes and uh, – well, you did well. But those, those, they worked. Those notes worked, oh, yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah, they did. But yeah. uh, Charlie's going to be there with us as well. And uh, and then we have a young lady who's been working with us who is the uh, – probably she's the youngest of, of the team, and her name is Dr. Polite. And Tiffany Polite, her, her mother, is uh, from Canton. And uh, Tiffany, I believe, was born in Canton, and she okay. – her mom moved to Columbus, and um, so she's been extremely helpful to the team as well. But we're all looking forward to to getting there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, seeing a lot of friends, hopefully, and um, and just helping and trying to lift some spirits and encourage some people that, um, to understand that, you know, sometimes things can be a little challenging, a little mm-hmm. difficult, but um, somebody's always there to help you. And uh, we want to be the ones that are there to help them this time of the year. Ray, we're always lucky to have you. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to talking to you again next week to get people ready for Canton outside of Canton. The food drive is December 10th, St. Paul's Church on Tusk, 10.30 a.m. You can drive by if you need. You can pick up some food. We'll be there till all the food is gone. All kinds of individuals from your past and present will be there. And, Ray, before I let you go, my brother Nick sends his regards, all right? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, always good to hear, you know, from Nick. And, uh, you know, again, one of those guys that were there on that field, out there practice field, man, right. you know, going against each other, all of us trying to get each other ready, man. Right. So uh, good to hear that. Ray, we'll talk again next week, brother, all right? Have a good one, man. You okay, too. Thank you. That's right.